welcome to the SBP podcast, the voice of mobile film. I'm your host, Susie Botello, and you're listening to episode 72. So are you thinking about creating a franchise with your next film? Our guest for this episode of the SBP podcast is Demetrius Witherspoon in Indianapolis. He's on the judging panel of this year's International Mobile Film Festival in San Diego. And Demetrius has created a franchise from his film series. And it comes complete with action figures. Now, Demetrius is going to share a bit about his impression on mobile filmmaking because he's been on the judging panel since last year. But then he's going to share some really good tips on how you, too, can create a franchise from your film. And guess what? Just in case you're wondering, you can start right now. Everybody, welcome to the SBP podcast. I am here with a special guest, uh, someone I met uh, a while back, a couple years ago, in uh, Indianapolis for the Indie Shorts, part of the Heartland Films or Film um, Programs Film Festival, and his name is Demetrius Witherspoon. Hi, Demetrius. Hey, Susie. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I want to make an announcement to everybody that, uh, well, a few things, but one of the things that I want to make sure that we point out is that you were one of the judges for the short films competition last year for the International Mobile Film Festival. Yes, it was so awesome. Just it was some uh, wonderful films that came out of your film festival uh, that we uh, were able to see. Oh man! Yeah, and you know, uh, for all of you listening, he's going to be—he's uh, returning. So you didn't scare him; you inspired him. I think a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And the films are at least three times better this year from the ones that I've seen so far. We haven't selected any yet, but the ones that I've seen um, are pretty outstanding, just amazing. Uh, you'll be impressed. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, Demetrius is a, uh, basically has, well, I'll let Demetrius uh, tell you a little bit, but I just want to head it off saying, you know, it's a real pleasure and an honor having you as a judge at the film festival. Um, I'm honored to even know you. Um, uh, Demetrius has come, has done a lot of things in his life from R&B to a film franchise. <laughs> a few things, <laughs> few things in between. Uh, but that's just right. Just go from the we're going to go from the foot to the top of the head. Right. Right away. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but he's done some sci-fi uh, filmmaking, and um, he's very well respected in the in the industry and in your community out there. Because um, you're you're in Indiana. Do you live in Indianapolis, or do you live in another area out there? 
No, uh, I, I live uh, in Indianapolis. I've been here for uh, 26 years. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's it's nice. Yeah, that that's your hometown then, pretty much. I read that you uh, yeah, no. <laughs> you were born in Kentucky, right? Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in um, Bardstown, Kentucky, which is uh, bourbon capital uh, oh. there. <laughs> so, bourbon chicken. Uh, but, <laughs> well, yeah, a bourbon chicken, but a lot of uh, other kind of bourbon, right. uh, which permeated the skies uh, in the summertime with all the heat. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, gr- growing up there and then I came to Indy. And then uh, from there, uh, really getting into music and uh, then film and, and coming to what I'm doing now. How did you get how did you go from from music to film? How did you even get into music first? Because that's that's also for some of our listening or listeners, maybe even dreaming about doing that in the first place. Yeah, you know, uh, really come at a time where um the independent uh, uh, music, you know, musicians and things like that was happening and everybody had their own little studio at their house or what have you. So it was just the right time and the technology was there. And it's the same way that happened with film too. Uh, So everybody had access to this technology to be able to record things and uh, be able to get it on iTunes yourself. Uh, so, um, first of all, my first passion was art. That's mm-hmm. what I started out with in high school and things like that. Uh, acrylics and, uh, doing, uh, shirts and things like that for people and, uh, portraits, mm-hmm. um, did a lot of that. So, uh, got into music, really like music. Uh, I didn't play keyboards so good, but I was learning, uh, but mostly a vocalist. So I was in different bands and then did my own solo album and had a band, a live band, and we performed live around Indianapolis and in the Kentucky area. Um, but I always wanted to, uh, I always loved video and movies and things like that. And I always wanted to get into that. And so um, when I did my next single after my album, then I was like, I want to shoot a music video. I borrowed some money from my uh, brother and we rented a camera and me and my 14 year old daughter, we looked at YouTube and sat there to learn, you know, what kind of camera angles we need to do and how to work the camera and we shot uh three music videos within the week because i had a camera for a week you and And, your daughter uh, both uh, shot videos for music videos yes yes she she helped me and uh then i had another uh a friend of mine he was a photographer and uh so I just kind of had him hold the camera, you know, if I'm doing the the, the singing and things like that. And uh, had my daughters in the uh, video because they were on the album playing cello and violin. Wow. And uh, it, it was just an awesome experience and getting people that never really acted, you know, just just going in and doing it guerrilla style where we, <laughs> I like this alley. Let's do it, you know, and. Right. Uh, 
so when I kind of put it out in the response back from it, I was like, you know, people really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. That's and fantastic. Never- yeah. That's fantastic. No, really, because, I mean, you know, that must have been a really cool experience for your daughter as well. Um, you know, and I I want you to share with me if that inspired her and if she's still working with you. Um, I want to let our listeners know there's there's um, uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to be discussing uh, pretty soon here, too, is how you can uh, create a franchise from your films as well, because it doesn't matter whether you shot it on a phone or not. Um, it's really about the stories. And some, if you're yeah. on that mindset right from the beginning, from the get-go, before you even start filming, uh, that you're going to create a franchise from these things. I, I, I just want to make sure that our listeners know this is pretty awesome what, um, what um, Demetrius has um, in store for you here in this episode, but tell me more about um, about how that connected you to uh, what what you're doing today and with your daughter and everything. Is she still doing that? Well, uh, she she did get into uh, doing uh, photography, and so um, you know we were able to work together uh, doing that. And so she lives in Ohio now, and I think she's still. Uh, doing that but you know it it really was uh, a family affair you know my, my kids were helping get things together um, I have four kids by the way so wow um, it, you know my wife she did the cooking and things for the cast and crew <laughs> she still does that the head chef uh, of the so, craft services department right yes yes <laughs> yes uh, everybody loves her cookies so wow. um you know, we, uh, it is a family uh, affair and, and, and team uh, to kind of, you know, bring these things about. But, you know, so we went from there and I asked the actress that I was uh, working with because she had, the only thing she ever acted with, uh, in was my music video. Mm-hmm. And so I said, would you like to do an action film, you know, a sci-fi action film? She said, oh, I'd love to do that. And so I started um, writing the story and kind of got inspired. You know, I, I really liked uh, Stargate and uh, Farscape, um, even Twilight Zone, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Star Wars, of course. Uh, so all, all of that uh, factored into what I was uh, trying to write at the time. But also uh, there was a lady that would do panhandling on the side of the street uh, when I would try to, when I was going to work and I would help whenever I could. But uh, I was like, man, what it took for her to be in this uh, situation in her life right now. And, um, you know, she was out there faithfully. And so I was like, well, what if she got thrown into a multi-universe and she, uh, <laughs> had you know she was being chased she got thrown into a multi-universe and she has to find her way out and find her child mm-hmm. um, wow and so that that started you know what we did and so it was probably about eight maybe nine of us 
So wait, so you went from a little spark of imagination, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and next thing you know, you got nine people believing in it. Yes. Okay, yes. tell me just a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how that happened, that connection. Um, you know, I I think I think working in the music world kind of helped me because it's you know, it's not too far away from each other, working in film and working in uh, uh, music production. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I enjoy doing marketing and things like that. So I kind of looked on Facebook, looked under different models, uh, pages and things, and just reached out to people and said, hey, would you like to be in my film? You know, you, you know, I would sit down with them, talk about it, whatever, and see if that's something they wanted to do. So, um, and I'm not afraid to talk to people, as you already know. So, um, <laughs> just kind of reached out to some of them like that. And, and then um, we just uh, slowly started talking with uh, people. Uh, like, I reached out to different makeup artists I would see on the modeling pages. And just say, hey, I'm just starting, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you can get some credit going, but I'm just starting. Did you write a, a screenplay before you started getting people together or was that just the creative process that happened along the way? Uh, no, I had the screen screenplay done. Okay. Uh, and I, I already had my lead actress, so... You know, I just started kind of going from there. Um, and so, yeah, we found different people and uh, went into my mother's closet. Uh, she was uh, a seamstress. And I was like, I want that ream of red there. And I made everybody wear black. <laughs> and uh, so we accented with that. And, you know, I, I love anything that's artsy i mean i mean from art from sewing and all that so i go on youtube and learn how to make uh, cloaks without sewing mm. um and then so i would do some of those plus my wife she sewed so they kind of sewed some of the outfits but a lot of the stuff as long as people were black you know we were able to accent it with different material um so you know and this is all before I really start meeting filmmakers and knowing to use what you have available. <laughs> so right. I knew I had, I knew I had parks, um, and learned a lot from that. When some parks, if you don't check, you know, here comes a wedding party coming down while you have, <laughs> are trying to film. <laughs> and the mother-in-law's like, no, 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 you guys are not filming here. We right. just paid thousands of dollars for this spot. So, oh. uh, yeah. That's got to be heartbreaking. But, yeah, but it taught me, it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me that, hey, I need to be checking on locations and, you know, uh, making sure my schedule's right. And asking the all the was, right questions one before you pay. <laughs> yeah. And it was kind of raining out. So I was like, why are y'all still going on with the wedding? So oh. anyway, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, learned le learned a lot as I went along and uh each time just really trying to get better. And by that time I uh, shot that and got into a uh, film festival with it. Yeah. Uh, Cause 
I, I started meeting with filmmakers and they was like, hey, you should get it into this film festival and get into Gen Con. Gen Con was my one of my first big festivals. Um, wow. There was one that the IFN had before that uh, in Bloomington. And that's, uh, that's uh, Indiana, Indiana Filmmakers Network, so everyone knows they're um, one of our sponsors, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually one of the first uh, film festivals I've ever been to. And it's just funny, all the people that I met now, we've worked together and just had this relationship. But uh, I was just new to the game, and I, I was like, you know, hey, here goes my film. And I'm going to do another one. Um, and so from there, it, it went to Gen Con, which Gen Con is a gaming uh, convention. It's the largest uh, in the United States, well, probably in the world. Um, it has over 70,000 people come through. Uh, and it's like card games and board games. Mm. Uh, and But they have a film festival. And so people from all over the world... Um, come to the film festival so uh that was my first big one and you know i love sci-fi but i had never been to a convention before i seen them on tv and say hey look at those people dressing up kind of funny (laughs) (laughs) but now i was you know i was in it you know and just really it was just eye-opening and that's like okay well, yeah, the way they, the cosplayers are dressing up as actual characters. So it's yes. very fitting. Yes. And so I started learning. I was like, okay, so these cosplayers have their own trading cards. Is that something I can do on my end? Yes, I can do that. And, you know, uh, from that point, just started writing my next script and uh, learning so much right there at the convention. Uh how to start marketing and you know it's still about story but you know what i'm gonna do different next time so like it influenced me to uh in between shooting um i took out probably about an hour and a half and while everybody's still in costume with green screen got everybody shots different angles everything and that helped when we start promoting on the end and I was able to make posters and all those kind of things. By thinking about doing some of the things that you did with your film and, and starting it off, you know, planning to franchise it somehow, it kind of opens up doors for marketing to, you know, really kick up the, the, you know, the promotion of their film. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so, it's very uh, important uh, because you work so hard on these films. You gotta, you gotta be able to put it out there and, and it has to stay in front of people. So here, here, here's what I, uh, what I started with. First of all, I grew up in the era with Star Wars, nice. you, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that, Come on, that was just huge. And it's huge. still going so, on. There's a bunch of kids out still, you know, growing up with it too right now. <laughs> right, right. And so action figures and everything else that uh, they have now and, and had back then. And so uh, that was inspiring. And so I knew that 
I had to keep it in front of people's faces. Uh, sometimes people are going to get tired of it, but uh, that was the only way to uh, make sure people understood where what you know what I had going on. Plus, you know, making sure it's in film festivals and as as much as you can be there with your film because a lot of times it's not so much you showing your film but the connections and the networking that you do uh while while you're showing your films and plus you know you do uh, get fans after after a while but you have to be consistent and so um so i i i think coming from the um music world too i knew about promoting and marketing myself, but it's all self-taught. And so anything that I, I'm about to get into, uh, the world is uh, open to you of learning anything you want to do because the internet is there. So if I wanted to learn how to market my film, if I wanted to learn how to market my, uh, my action figures and my comic books and all that, all the other things, uh, the internet and YouTube um, blogs are all there. That is so true. And the other thing I was going to say too, which might be helpful, let me know what you think, is even even if you haven't completed your film or made your film, I think film festivals, um, because of the connections that you make and the people you talk to and the things you see and the experience overall that you gain from being around people who are making films is a good idea, you know, even before, what do you think? Oh yeah, most, most definitely. Uh, because, uh, you, if you're at the right film festival, well, you never know who, who you're going to see and who's really there. And so, um, you, you want to go because sometimes like I was at a film festival and some of the actors from Walking Dead came to the film festival. <laughs> they just wanted to see the films while they're eating their meal. So, you know, you never know who's going to see your film or who's going to be there. And so, um, and yeah, and even if you haven't finished your film yet, go to the film festival because uh, there's uh, sometimes it could be uh, directors and different people from L.A. or England Um or Brazil that are there and you can learn a lot. You have questions. And you never know where they're going to go from there. Even if these are not famous people right there and then you stay in touch, you meet them and they'll remember you. And you know, you go, Hey, your film is, you know, in the movies, it's a blockbuster film. It's a hit. You know, I just saw you mm. on, uh, I don't know, People Magazine or something. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Collabing with uh, people. Uh, yeah. You just never know uh, who you will meet. And and even if it's just a beginning uh, film uh, filmmaker, they just went through the process that you haven't went through yet. And so they might have some, hell, man, we shouldn't have did this or we shouldn't have done that, but this worked. So once you go through the process, you have knowledge that someone else can use. And so I'm always open to give uh, whatever help I can to uh, filmmakers that are uh, starting out because, you know, I don't know everything. 
but I, I know enough to be able to help. And if I don't know it, I can call somebody and get you the information that you need. That's, um, I think, what helps a lot of people succeed is knowing when to reach out to other people um, and, and knowing where they are. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, for example, I have this thing about uh, I haven't called on people you know, for a long time, but I, mm. I don't forget, you know, what people, mm. um, well, you, you know, like when you met me, right. Um, we, yeah. we walked around that place and talked for hours and, yeah. you know, if something was to come up, which I connected with you, um, I would think, Oh, Demetrius, you know, and I would just contact you. And I think a lot of people do that. You know, and, and they yeah. take the that that action, um, and uh, it's a it's a pretty cool thing to do. Just like people thinking of you know, <laughs> just here in San Diego, <laughs> you know, the people who are going mobile filmmaking. Oh yeah, Susie, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the more more you do it, and uh, you're treating everybody the way you want to be treated. Your name is, you know, your name is everything. So, um, it's called integrity, right? You're right. Right. It it comes, it comes back to you. So, and that goes for anybody on your set. It doesn't matter if they just started out or whatever you treat them like they are golden. Like they're the top, they're Daniel Craig. They're, you know, they're Denzel Washington on the set because, um, that helps the actor for one thing that you respect what they're trying to do, even if they're starting out and you never know where they're going to end up. I've worked with actors that, I mean, I've seen the spark in them and now, and I'm not saying it's because of me, I'm because they follow their journey. They're on a CW on black lightning, Katie O'Brien. She, you know, I've been able to work with her a couple of times and she's on Black Lightning now. And, uh, you know, it's just I'm so happy for people that are seceding at their craft. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that I've I've met. And, and you know, the other thing, too, is that um, someone who's the PA, the, the production assistant on a set today um, mm-hmm. in a couple of years, may be the director that hires you, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, <laughs> you just never know. And, and, and it's, yeah. it's, um, it's the nature of filmmaking, um, has a lot to do with teamwork. So there's always, you know, you can tell when you walk on a set, even in a production meeting, you can tell, you can feel the vibes, you know, and the, yeah. the vibes in the room type thing between people. And, um, no matter how bad things can get, you know, it's going to succeed because you got the right people there. Right. Yeah. And that's, it's so important. And it's just like with anything you, you, you learn as you go, there's, uh, your team is going to change as you go along, but eventually you start, you'll start having a team that you guys, you, you know, you work together like a family and, um, not just keeping that click, but also adding to it because, the, the, what I was told and, and what I tried to do as much as possible is surround yourself with people that know more than you. 
Mm-hmm. And what that does is, um, you know, for one thing, you learn so much from people that have worked on different sets than you have, or maybe, uh, you know, know, they know how to put the lighting and where to put the lighting. You know, that's one less thing you have to worry about when you're on set. And, uh, you know, uh, as long as people are not arrogant with it, you know, right. and just try to take over on things. But majority of the time, it's just really surrounding yourself um, with people that know more than you uh, because uh, it, you, you're going to need that. You're going to uh, because they want us they want us they want your project to succeed, too. Their name is on it also. Um, a lot of uh, I've had movies where like, oh, man. This is good. I can show my mom this one, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like I can now show my mom this that I've been able to work on. I can't show her the other ones, but uh, so <laughs> that's uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So what would be, let's say if we were if one of the, the mobile filmmakers that or or someone who's even thinking about making a film and they're thinking, OK, you know what? I'm going to grab my iPhone or my Samsung or my Pixel or whatever. Right. Um, what would, what would be the first advice when they're starting to put their story together? Um, because you know, you're going through, you're going through like one of the things that you, um, you, uh, have a, had a big discussion on, on, uh, that I remember was about creating the world, uh, for the characters. Um, and Mm. that plays into the franchise where the things that you're going to, develop from that right too yeah it's uh very uh very important and uh, again i'm i'm continuously learning how to do world building but um when you're building a franchise everything's connected and you can you know i know the beginning i know the end but it's that journey that has to happen with your characters and um, and you kind of look past the powers and whatever they're going to look like, but what is their story? You know, what is what uh, what connects to you? Uh, so when people are starting out, you have your story. You can write it as as big as you want, but remember, use what you have available. So you know, if you need a whole uh, you know, football stadium, then, you know, unless you know somebody that's going to be able to get you that, uh, you might want to write it a little bit smaller than that, you know, a little baseball field behind that school. Or you, uh, yeah, because, cheat it. You can cheat it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can cheat it. So uh, you want to uh, use what you have available. You, if you have uh, your own kitchen or somebody else's kitchen, parks are almost always free. Um, restaurants, little mom and pop. Sometimes you can work out a deal with them. Go in, write down what you're trying to do. Hey, we want to film this, and I will be able to put your name on social media. This is what my film is about, you know, and that's free promotion for them. So you're, you're, they're letting you come in, and you're also promoting them, right? Their their place of business. So uh, using what you have first of all and then uh if you can keep your story short uh that 
for, for one thing, it helps you uh, get it done and get it out. You know, because the first instinct is, oh, I'm Steven Spielberg. I have to do me a two hour movie for my first thing. And no, yeah, that's not going to work nine times out of ten. So, uh, yeah, you'll be pulling your hair out and you just start it. So, um, <clears throat> you don't you know, want to kill sure. your dream that way either, because if you fail small, it's you know what I mean? Fail short as opposed to fail feature. <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just keep it as, as short as you can. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, you use your phone and things like that and put it into the film festivals because uh, you will learn after a while film festivals. You're getting more offensive festivals if your movie is between uh, one minute and like 10 minutes at the most. That's really that's really long. Uh, I think my first one was 15 minutes, and I didn't get into a whole lot of film festivals. We used uh, to do different versions uh, depending on the film festivals um, in the films that I worked on, which is crazy. <laughs> like we used to do, yeah. you know, there were every year we were going into different film festivals, but they were a lot of the same ones too. We, we already knew knew what they accepted, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Some will do, you know, 30 minutes, uh, 20 minutes. It's just it's just harder for uh, the programmers to program it in if they got, you know, uh, yeah, three that's or four minute ones. Yeah, they can get more movies in there, you know. So that's it's just something to kind of think about. I, I don't want to diminish anybody's dreams if that's how long you want to do it then go ahead, you know, you still will get into some film festivals. No, this is but, realistic uh, good start. advice to actually, um, for people to listen to, because no matter how, you know, it's also a, a challenge, right? You know, if yeah. this is a really good story, you know what I'm saying, and you really want it to succeed, uh, you know, just do the different versions, you know, um, because if it's good, it'll hold its own. Right, right. Yeah, you you can do a run of something and maybe cut it a little bit, you know, to fit somewhere else. But um, but yeah, just uh, so short. Being able to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, short uh, and 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 get it out there. That's the thing because you've done more than a lot of people because some people are just still talking about, Oh yeah, I'm going to do a film or I have a screenplay, but they haven't shot it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how bad it is or how good it is. You've done more than someone just talking about it. Uh, and you've got it out there at least to a film festival. And what I've learned also for me uh, is not to go in thinking I'm going to win an award. I'm not, there to win an award. I'm putting my film in so people can see it and also to meet and network with people. And if you keep that kind of in mindset, it kind of helps you when you don't win uh, and, um, you know, you don't get depressed uh, about that. Oh, my movie sucks or something because it might not be that film festival. It might be another one. I've played my film locally and, and didn't win any awards. I play it outside of Indianapolis and I start winning awards. 
So, yeah, and, uh, and you know what else? People yeah. can see you. You don't think, as a human being, that it shows that you're thinking that you're gonna win. You know what I mean? Right. But it right. it comes through. I mean, people read it, and and people don't like it. No one, no one wants to sit. No filmmaker wants to sit right next to someone who's going, oh, yeah, my film's so much better than all of these. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, um, like they always say or uh, it's like your first film is just garbage or what have you. And then, uh, you know, you get better and better. But, you know, whatever your film is, the very first one, you did it. Yeah. And you learn from it and then you, you you learn from mistakes or what have you and you do it better. I know like when I got to my third one and I knew we was about to do the fourth one and I knew how many wonderful people, visual effects and, and storyline I had coming. And I walked out of my third, uh, my third one uh, when it was showing at the film festival and so my um, production manager, Mary, she came out. She's like, "What? What's wrong?" I was like, "I just, I just know that my next film is better than this. I couldn't sit there and watch it, uh-huh. and it's going to be better than that." And she's like, "It's going to be all right." And I go back in there, and people were really into the film because they had never seen it before. And so you know, you're you're seeing it. You've been seeing it over and over and over. But the, you got to realize these are people who have never seen your film before. And so they're taking things from it that you've never uh, even thought about. That happens to me, you know, when I create anything where I'm going after I, <laughs> I'm going, oh, I could have because, you know, I, I'm an artist, too. And it's kind yes. of like it's never really done. It's just that, like this deadline that comes up, basically. And you're going, got to stop and just get it out there yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's a lot of pressure. And uh, I think the more awards you win, the more pressure it is, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um but yeah, you know, everybody wants to be rewarded for something they've uh, created. And, and, you know, your whole team, if I win an award, it's not f- for me, it's for my whole team because we work really hard uh, on the film. And so I, I take it on that I have to promote this to the wheels fall off because I, you know, I want them to be proud of it, too. Um, and so, um, that's kind of part of my process. Yeah. And you know, so, all right, now let's talk a little bit about, uh, mobile films. What would you say since you got to see a a good number of them? Um, I'm, I'm just, um, realizing that I don't know how to put this in the right way. Sometimes you say something and it comes out the wrong way, but I'm going to do my best to, to, to not offend (laughs) anyone, but um, it just seems like, okay, so there's the indie filmmakers, right. That have experienced using, you know, making films and using traditional cameras. They're still Mm -hmm. learning, you know, and they would say that themselves, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, But they're used to the typical 
film, right, that they make with a regular camera. Mm -hmm. And then um, I almost feel like saying something like, you know, Harry Potter, right? There's a stick. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is not a stick. This is a magic wand. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how I see the traditional filmmaker who goes to make a film using a phone camera, uh, not all of them, uh, but a lot of them, as opposed to someone who grabs the phone who's never made a film before and just goes, oh, my God, this is a camera. I can make a movie. It's so magical. They don't have to unlearn anything or open up another door of creativity, you know, because it's not mm-hmm. it's not just a, a camera. It, it's it's it can do things that regular cameras can't do, believe it or not, even though regular cameras are like this complicated beast, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I just want to say that I, I really believe that a filmmaker who's made a film should put the, you know, like the, the blinders on and say, forget everything I've learned and, and work with this magical little device and, and Mm. make my film, you know, don't, erase everything you've learned but erase the the whole camera stuff i don't know if that makes any sense yeah well no no i most definitely i understand what you're saying and um you know it's 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 just like an artist an artist uses some artists will use paintbrushes some will use uh pencil you know but they're still making a painting or they're still making a picture Okay, so it's about the tool, and that's what the cameras are now. Uh, you think back of what they were a long time ago, but now what they are now, uh, they're shooting 4K. Uh, you know, they have the multiple cam- uh, camera lenses uh, on them where you can attach them. Uh, so uh, it, it is a another tool, and a lot of times uh, it's... Uh, a better than some, you know, low end cameras. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I know. I another thing is more accessible. Yeah, it it's has also to do with the um, with the filmmaker to their their perception of it and how they're going to use it. Like taking advantage right. of all that's available in a smartphone camera. There are apps and all sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, ever since, uh, taking your class, you know, uh, the panel <laughs> that right, you did, I forgot. Uh, yeah, I, I was there and I was, it really inspired me. Uh, you know, I, I, I still want to shoot something. I want to get a better phone, but I, I, I want to shoot something and the, uh, with that, but I use it when I talk and I talk up your film festival. Uh, but I, I use it when I do my panels about filmmaking and getting started. And people are like, okay, so what what kind of camera I need to get? And blah, blah, blah. I said, reach in your pocket right now. Pull out what you got. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Oh, I got my phone. You can use that. And I start talking about that. And their eyes light up. And I was like, do you know there's an international film festival that <laughs> takes, <laughs> you know, uh, and I talk about your film festival. And so um, the opportunities there are uh, endless. And it's just like with any tool or anything that in the right hands and people learn 
how to use it correctly, it can make beautiful pictures, beautiful uh, movies. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've been, I've been watching a few thousand films over the course of all this. (laughs) (laughs) And it always astonishes me because, you know, I also, you know, watch movies and see, you know, uh, Uh go to places and watch independent films and things like that. And I'm going, you know, there's, you know, we also have film films that get submitted and they're from, you know, traditional filmmakers giving it a shot. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking at the films and I'm going, they're so magical that someone who with no uh, traditional, you know, quote unquote, professional filmmaking experience um, puts out this amazing little film in under five minutes and it is beautiful. And then there's, you know, there's a whole discussion about, how hard it is to create a story in a short film. You know what I mean? Tell a story Mm -hmm. in a short film versus Mm -hmm. a feature film. And that's creativity too. Mm -hmm. Um, But to, you know, the, the, just aesthetically, you know, uh, what people are doing with, with an app like Filmic Pro, for example, you know, and uh, grabbing a gimbal, or, or using, you know, lenses for their cameras. And those are just some simple little tools. They're not, you know, I'm not talking about putting it on a crane, but you can cheat the crane shot with a gimbal. You know, I've shot things, you know, without. I don't know if I told you about this in the, in the panel, but, you know, just putting it on slow motion, um, or maybe your listeners may appreciate that, but... Um, if you're doing a pan shot from, you know, left to right, right to left or whatever, um, and you put it on slow motion, it'll smoothen out that pan without even using a gimbal Mm. or stabilizer or anything. Nice. Now, see, that's because you've been using your tool, you know, the the phone and you, you know, worked out. I learned that sitting at Starbucks one day. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, so, you know, I, I, uh, my hat goes off to you, you know, because, uh, uh, you do some amazing things, uh, with the phone and, and, and it's been a privilege and an honor to be able to, uh, be a judge, uh, for your, uh, film festival, which is internationally, it was just awesome to see films from France and Russia and all different places. Um, so, you know, this people are starting to learn. I, and I think, you know, with Apple, with what they're what they're doing, they're yep. pushing it because yep. these things are happening. Feature length movies are happening with these phones. Yeah, we're going to show. Um, hopefully, you'll be able to make it out this year. Um, you know, Jed Brophy uh, from the the Hobbit. Um, mm. He's going to come out and present. Uh, he starred. Um, he's he's been in our podcast before too. He's he's a, he's one of the ambassadors. Him and Mark um, Hadlow, Jed Brophy, Mark Hadlow. They're two of our ambassadors mm-hmm. for the film festival, and they starred together uh, on a film that was shot. It was it went viral. It's called Blue Moon. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to. Um, the my cell cell phone provider, whatever you want to call it, 
And, um, uh. you know, I went off about, because I always do. I don't know how, but it always <laughs> ends up. <laughs> and, uh, and I mentioned Blue Moon, you know, the movie. And she says, oh, you know what? I've heard about that because she's digging, starting to delve in this, this thing. Uh, she was, she's a yeah. comedian. And uh, she said she was thinking mm. about doing some road road story on a road trip or something uh, with her phone. Oh, nice! Yeah, and she said she said I heard about that film, and I said, oh, that's wonderful. So it's gone viral. Um, and he's coming. We're going to be doing a special feature presentation. This is out of competition of that film mm. in our film festival. But he's coming as an oh. ambassador, and he's going to do a a Q and A and everything. And you know, the thing is, he's he's actually pretty excited. You know, this is someone who's he mm-hmm. he was on on uh, District Nine, King Kong, Lord of the Rings, uh, almost all the Peter Jackson movies that I can think of. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, and um, and he's really super excited about coming out and maybe meeting the mobile filmmaking community because to people like him who really get it, this is the future. And, um, you know, real down to earth people like that, um, you know, they, they really want to connect with and inspire more people. It's always a good thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's so important. And, you know, you had asked about, uh, how, I kind of built the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people said, well, you can't do anything with a short. So my first film was 15 minutes. So I was like, well, <laughs> I'll just continue the story and, you know, and make each film. So each time, you know, did like an eight minute, then a 20 minute, and then a 30 minute, uh, you know, and then another 20 minute. So it, it created um multiple stories and then i was able to put them on dvd uh you know and started that series and so um then it got picked up in japan wow uh, for small distribution and so congratulations uh, no well thank you thank you and and so just doing it like that i was like well okay well i'll just stick with this you know, the first first thing people like what I was doing. So I'm going to stick with it and keep growing it. And the other thing was, like I said, uh, looking at Spielberg and things like that, um, the uh, merchandise and things that go along with that. I'm at uh, sci-fi conventions. I have a booth. So not only do I have my film, I have my um, posters. I have... We have a card game that's inspired um, by my film uh, that's coming out um, in just a few weeks. What is that film called, the one that's coming out? uh, Well, uh, Submerged Blue Star is the uh, fifth uh, film in my series, in the Submerged series. Um, And that will be out... uh, toward like the end of June. Um, nice. So that would be out then. And then we're working on a feature film, uh, Submerged Galaxy of Subversion. Uh, we're just trying to get funding uh, for that. Um, we'll have to share that's a link with everyone story. for that. Yes, yes. Our, our website, you can donate. 
on the website also, and we'll be doing a, a, a Indiegogo also along with that. But um, we are continuing the story uh, of. Uh, you have action our, our figures on on some of these, right? Yes. How does that yeah, happen? Have- how do you make that? How how would someone be able to like? Do you just wake up one day and go, oh, you know what? I'll just go Google that. Or how did you do that? Yeah, it's kind of like that. Are you serious? Uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I take time out to actually do marketing searches and things like huh. that. And so, um, so one day it might be action figures. I want to learn everything I can. And the other thing is connecting with all the groups. Uh, on Facebook, it's just, it's just free advertisement, True. and in those pages, you're going to find people that they also make action figures, and so you work, you contact with them, you network with them, and you can have a action figure. Gosh. So, um, so you know, I've done that. We have tennis shoes. We have the action figures. Uh, the card game uh, is about to come out. One of my uh, photographers, I didn't know that he created games, uh, board games and things like that. And when I was like, I was just like, you know, this has uh, been five years now and we go to Gen Con a lot uh, for or different places for games. And I was like, I really need to find somebody that can make a game off my uh, film. And he's like, well, uh, let me give me a crack at it. <laughs> and he did it and Submerge Echo 51. Uh, it's been amazing. We've play tested for two years. Uh, a lot of people have, have enjoyed it. We've done it at conventions and things. Got a lot of good response. So uh, actually just today, <laughs> awesome. uh, our artist just finished the last card, the last revision and so uh, everything's done, the box, everything. So at least by the end of the month, uh, we will be uh, really heavy in uh, pre-order for our new Submerged card game. So are you going to have like your own, um, well, not a museum, but uh, <laughs> like a store for your film, for your all your, do you see something like that happening in a few years? Well, uh, yeah, probably more uh, more extensive, but actually we already had like a little submerged owl and uh, there was a store in, um, oh man, my mind is going, where, where they talk about aliens and all that all the time. Um, what do they talk about? Uh, oh, the UFO convention? Yeah. Well, yeah. So... So what's that area called? Oh, um, Area 51. Area 51 in that, Roswell. that town. So, Roswell. Yes, Roswell. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was a, a lady that uh, she had a podcast. She got to see the movie. She loved it. She's like, I want everything submerged. So she bought the book. She bought the uh, the DVDs, all of that, and had a submerged owl. I got pictures of it. Uh, it was in a location six store uh, wow. in Roswell, nice. New Mexico. So, yeah. So, but eventually, that was before the action figures and things. So, yes, you know, I I, I can see that happening, and 
we're just going to keep pushing, you know, you just well, keep pushing not? and I mean, yeah, and collabing with people. Yeah. I think also that part of, you know, you have to be a bit of an, uh, you know, there's the introverts and the extroverts and things like that. There's the uh-huh. um, bitroverts, yeah. which is what I call me, um, <laughs> where you, you kind of, um, you have to be able to just share things with people. Just don't be shy. Just yeah. share because you never know who's around who might like the guy with your game thing who said, let me have a crack at it. Had you not mentioned that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have known. You know, I think it was about a year that we would, he was just taking pictures and stuff. I didn't know he had made all these games. And so, um, yeah, that's what I try to encourage uh, young people today or anyone. You have to let somebody know about it's not it's not bragging. It's 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 how you communicate what you're doing, uh, because nobody else will know about it. And you have social media is free. Instagram, Facebook, use those use your social media to promote your film or your project um, from the time before you even start writing. You know, hey, I'm I'm making a script. You know, and people love following your journey. If you you let them in and, and they follow your journey, then uh, they'll they'll be fans for life. And we have, I mean, just in our short period of time of seven years of doing this, we have some fans, some loyal fans from all different places. We're selling DVDs in Finland, and uh, you know, we have people. I just quick story. I had someone, I mean, a few years ago, buy like everything we had, and then uh, and the- she sent her mother, she sent her father to the convention, a sci-fi convention, just to buy something from our booth because uh, she was living in Vegas at wow. the time, and she said, "Dad, I want." the new novel that they have. And he's like, I just come here. I want it. And, you know, we hadn't even uh, put the novel out yet. We haven't even did pre-order. That was my first (laughs) pre-order. I was like, okay, well, it's going to be this much. And we took down his name and stuff. And so you just never know. Wow. That's amazing. Big. Well, because it inspires people to see, other people doing something they feel passionate about and and succeeding mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i think when they yeah. get things um i mean they love your stuff but then to physically have it you know is a <laughs> it's a touchy you know i can put my fingers on it i can touch this somebody made this and they were just as passionate as i am about i don't know lord of the flies or something <laughs> about this thing you know and and i think that's the the power of of connection and and just being open to sharing your creativity and your work and and doing what you said um you know because i tell people that all the time and when you're planning to make a movie you know uh in the traditional industry you go to your network you know what i'm saying i mean people are on the phone all day they have no time for anything um 
but they're <laughs> you know right <laughs> right uh but yep. in mobile film and in people who don't have that kind of a network you know one of the best ways to even build it is just go on you know facebook or instagram or whatever and just say hey i don't know about going to twitter for something like this but hey why not right uh <laughs> I need a right. I need a a kid's bedroom. I don't have kids and I need a kid's bedroom to shoot a scene. Would would you all let me? I I really think too that the mobile filmmaking thing helps people helps open more doors for people because you were talking mm-hmm. about the restaurant before and I would think yeah. that if I owned a restaurant we I've actually shot in restaurants and we literally took over the restaurants, okay? It was horrible. Right. right. And 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 it took all day, you know, you know, and I'm like, wow, all we did ended up shooting. There was like maybe five, 10 minutes of for three minutes of a scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And, um, you know, you go in there with a phone and say, hey, you know, we'll just do it over there in the back. You don't have to shut down your business. And, you know, the natural sound is great. You know what I mean? And and, and just shoot it with yeah. your phone um, or do it guerrilla style. But, you know, I mean, you can. Yeah. You you get more honey if you talk to the manager and, you know, just be frank. Look, I'm I'm just beginning. We're going to shoot this movie and let them know what it's about, you yeah. know. Uh, and and a lot of people, yeah, they they are. Um, it's not so much about the movie. They're, uh, like you said, drawn to your passion about it. And um you know, it's it's cross uh, promotion. Uh, I've uh, worked with you know a lot of different uh, community uh, places, uh, even the fire department. Oh, I went in with a letter that said, "Hey, we're shooting this film. It's kind of about um, well, it was a uh, music video. It's kind of about nine eleven a little bit and." Um, he said, well, are you going to use any of the uh, school kids that are doing video work? I said, yeah. I went over there to the school kids. They picked me out two of them. <laughs> and I pulled them on as uh, PAs. Nice. Uh, next thing you know, I, they gave me a full truck with three firemen. Nice. They stayed there the whole day. I thought the sergeant came out to him. I thought he was pulling them, like you know, okay, this is over with. No, he was like, they was like, no, he's just giving us a check. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, so we were like, do y'all want to suit up? So they suited up, put on their gas tanks, and ran into the building. You know, that would look like it was on fire. It just added That's so much awesome production. We had but, a. I was making a, a documentary uh, once, mm-hmm. and it, it never, I never actually completed. I'm just confessing right now, unfortunately. It just <laughs> didn't happen. I lost it my happened. camera in between. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know I feel awful. Uh, but anyways, uh, I interviewed the, uh, the DA, not the DA, but the assistant deputy DA, whatever it was. Um, and he, you know, was asking about the, you know, the documentary and this and that. And um, I mean, I was just getting some, you know, legal information, you know, for the for the film. Just wanted it, you know, probably was going to just use maybe two minutes worth when we sat there for right. a half hour. Right. Um, and he actually offered 
he said you know, it was about drunk driving and stuff. And he said, you know, if you want to, I mean, I know I, I can set you up with uh, a helicopter scene, you know, like the helicopters that come oh, on wow. scene to pick up, you know, crash victims and stuff. I can set yeah. you up for something like that and you can film that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, that I mean, <laughs> that's like thousands of dollars if you were asking, you know, to make a movie. Right. You right. know, you know, it's just you just don't know what people when they like you, they'll they'll just, you know, and like what you're doing, you know, they just never know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I say it always, you know, just uh, it, it, you can you'll get a million no's, but it only takes that one. Yes. Right. And, you know, and keep just keep it up front. This is what I'm doing. I, I wrote it down in a paper. You know, th then that way, hey, they got it in a little letter. I didn't do it in an email. I did it, you know, directly to them. Go in, talk. And that was the best thing ever. They really worked with us. So, yeah. That's amazing. Well, okay. So we're running out of time here, but I want uh, two things from you. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because this happens to me all the time. <laughs> We really so much to talk about. Oh I my god! Know. Well, we'll have to have you on again. And if you come to San Diego, uh, we'll do one where we're sitting down together. Maybe we'll go to uh, oh. Les Stats, our podcast location. <laughs> it's a coffee nice. house. Um, let let us know a little bit about those things that you were talking about before about the, like for example, you've got two films coming out. One is coming out in two in in june the other one is coming out in two weeks you said no uh that that's the card game uh, oh. that we have coming out in in uh a few weeks here at the end of uh, january um so the card game uh submerged at Cope 51 uh it's a two-player game and uh it's really it's really good uh game um People's had a blast with it. Um, so we have the film, uh, Submerged Blue Star, which is the fifth film in the series. Uh, it will uh, be out uh, toward the end of June. Um, and then we are trying to get funding for Submerged Galaxy of Subversion, which is uh, it's going to be epic. Uh, I mean, just the makeup people that we have involved, uh, we're trying to work with uh, some people that worked on Jurassic Park uh, nice. with the Raptors and things like that. So uh, just really going in with it. So we're trying to get funding so we can start uh, shooting by the end of this year, 2020, and that it'll be out in 2021. 20, uh, oh, man, that's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just can't believe we're talking about the twenties like this, you know. I know, oh, it'll right? be out in twenty two. That would have like, sounded like, yeah, whenever then, you know, but now that's like next year. Right, right. So uh so working on that, I we also got an animated series uh that will be out uh in February. Uh will be done by February. Um a young lady is working on an uh, animated pilot for us, and uh, we'll be putting that in film festivals. So let me ask you now, for our listeners, what mm -hmm. would be 
three key things you want them to get out of this episode and including the whole franchising thing for their films, shooting with films? First of all, uh, don't give up. You know, you do it once, do it again, you know, and, and keep going um, and surround yourself. That was my third one. <laughs> uh, surround yourself with people uh, that know more than you, you know, mm-hmm. and you'll get your team and everything, but start surrounding yourself. Find local filmmaker places and people on Facebook or uh, on Instagram and see if uh, in your community they are meeting and um, find people that know more than you. And uh, they'll help you go to the next level. And um, remember that your phone is always with you. And you can use it to make beautiful films. You can start there. You don't have to go out and go get real thousand dollar equipment um but start with your phone use what you have available to you natural light you have parks you have homes and uh just remember just to uh you can google everything you need to know almost uh about how to use and do these things but the first step and the and uh the last is to go out and just do it Awesome. Well, what is your, um, I know you're on Instagram and I know you're on Facebook. Are you also on Twitter? You're not on Twitter, are you? Uh, we are on Twitter. We're kind of, I need to, um, up your game. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm trying to juggle all of, all of this, you know, it's just me. So, yeah. uh, doing all the marketing. So, uh, but we are on there and we just rebranded. So Submerge Universe, you can find us on uh, all of the social platforms under so, uh, Submerge Universe. Great. Even on Twitter, that, that works, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you realize yeah. what you just said? You basically just, <laughs> you've got this franchise and it's just you that is doing it. <laughs> Listen well, to that, I mean, guys. <laughs> so so for those of you making films right and you're going it's just me should i be doing this it's just me this guy created a franchise and it's just him <laughs> i just think that's awesome yeah well you know and and let me put this in there before we go it's me writing and doing a lot of things but it is most definitely a big team i have a lot of people on board with me that is helping by now. Yeah, but you're you know? carrying you're carrying the load, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it, it it is, and sometimes it seems like a lot, but you just keep pushing, and you know that um, uh, you have the back of people. You know. I know you're gonna think I'm corny, but I think passion is the superpower. It's that thing that people cannot be you can't come go up and compete against passion i mean you just can't passion always wins yes it does it does you you wouldn't be able to go seven years or more you know people have gone 50 something years with doing film um it it is a passion you i, I love what i do and I, I like uh to bring joy to people 
or bring a, a, an a escape uh, for them uh, to enjoy. You rock. Well, and, and <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of rock, um, we're going to rock right out of here. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we're going to uh, leave everybody off by, if any of you have submitted films for the International Mobile Film Festival, you're going to find out really soon if your film was selected. And um, also, if your film was selected and you shot a short film, then and by the way, that's between one and five minutes, um, you're going to... You're looking at one of the judges. Well, you're not looking. You're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, I'm not really looking either. <laughs> but um, um, great, wonderful guy. Met him in person. Definitely someone to follow because um, this is this is a guy who believed in a dream and just made it happen so if there's one person you want to follow this is this is him thank you for uh being in our podcast demetrius oh thank you thank you so much and you know uh i'm looking forward to seeing you again in person and i want to thank everybody for listening and don't forget you can go to dventertainmentpictures.com that's d like in david V like in Victor, entertainment, pictures with an S dot com. Awesome. Thank you, Demetrius. Say goodbye to everybody. All right. Bye bye, everybody. And thanks for getting submerged.